Hello everyone, this is Courtney coming at you with another solo episode on the Soma Mama podcast. Now I have some exciting news for you. <laughs> Don't get too excited. I am testing out the handy dandy microphone I got and I am using the microphone Audacity setup versus recording off of voice memos on my phone. <laughs> so there we are for all of my perfectionists out there, a step in, I don't even want to say the right direction, but perhaps a more sound conscious quality uh, direction. And I speak to that because, right, the premise of the Soma Mama podcast is one bringing insight and direction into simple somatic experiences uh, and somatic connection techniques, and also talking about mental health, overall wellness, combating perfectionism, etc. And when it comes to the mental piece and also perfectionism, a lot of the time we can prevent ourselves from doing anything at all because it needs to be XYZ way, right? The right way or the most perfect way, or we need all of this equipment and we don't have the money for it, right? And for those of you listening right now, I'm sure you can perhaps already see the cyclical and vicious nature of that way of thinking, right? So I am here as a living testament that yes, you can start a podcast without even having a microphone and you can start a podcast without even knowing what you're going to talk about. And you can start and record a podcast without having an intro and an extra and a cute little music accompaniment <laughs> and uh yeah you can show up simply just sharing your voice and know that that's what people want to hear and it's important so let's start this episode by taking three deep breaths an easy way to come into body and to help silent the mind Big inhale breath, drawing the belly up, or drawing the breath up through the belly into the heart space, landing in the crown of the head, and exhaling. And last one, <clears throat> big inhale breath. Bring your awareness to your spine, your back body, if you are lying down, if you are seated, what support? physically and figuratively speaking, do you have behind you? And exhale to that, acknowledging the support and perhaps acknowledging the support that you are longing to bring into your life as well, given a time of change and transition that some of you might be experiencing in your life. Which is a great segue to today's topic which is to talk about how our body holds somatic cues and indicators around tradition and familiar experiences, be them joyful, sorrowful, tra traumatic, um, 
um, or exciting. And I'm letting you hear this unfold in real time today as most all of my podcasts come to you truly in real and raw form, not knowing exactly how they will unfold, but trusting in the divine and trusting that they will unfold as they are meant to. And I will tie that back to perfectionism real quick here as well, that it has trusting in source and trusting in divine has been a wonderful way for me to let go of control and surrender. And I won't say it is easy and I won't say I don't continuously run up against um, new lessons and learnings about the ways in which I'm still grasping for control parenthood being one of them (laughs) um but many of folks say and many people will tell you trusting in in an energy greater than yourself can help um bring harmony into your life and can help in knowing that at the end of the day you aren't in control of everything and that helps on the other side of it as well which encompasses forgiveness and self-compassion when things happen and we know that we really couldn't have prevented them happening otherwise so today is brought to you let me just paint you the picture where I am. It is July 4th, which for those of you who are, whether or not you are a U.S. citizen, you are likely aware now with the social media world um, of July 4th, when our country sought out its independence. And I want to start by saying the Summer Mama podcast is not a podcast of, of politics. That's not our premise. Um, but I do want to bring acknowledgement to the recent overturn of Roe versus Wade and the uprising with the Black Lighter Lives Matter movement in the last two years and how we are continuously fighting for justice um, around race, around sexuality, around uh gender and women's rights around ableism um and able less able-bodied people and it brings about a certain amount of mourning today uh right in this paradox of celebration and um yeah seeing the faults faults in the cracks um of our country and I don't condone celebration by any means, and I myself find myself in a place of um, ease and um, singularity, I will say. And I'm, I'm coming off of 10 days of being with my son solo, which is the longest period of time. Um... And I, that, that prompts a shout out to all single parents and caregivers and um, y'all are amazing and incredible and do so, so much. And I am sending you a large, large energetic hug 
and also a um, imaginary permission slip to ask for help whenever you need it. And I'm sure there are times where you feel that you don't have it, but know that you do. Um, I even actually just recently come across social media that there are resources. This woman was based in Utah that had shared this, but I believe this is a national resource where I will pop the name in the show notes. I'm blanking it right now. Um, you can get some reprieve, childcare reprieve, I believe for free or reduced um, costs, even if it's a full day or just a couple of hours. And I had not heard of that before. And that was, that was amazing to learn about that resource. So I will pop it in the show notes. Um, so that's all to say, typically I am celebrating with my family in uh, northern Idaho and we have a, a beautiful serene little lake house it's, it's a little quaint log cabin um, built in the 60s by my grandfather and that is what 4th of July is to me in my body yes we we have the choice to go to our, our small towns 4th of July parade to see you know the old cars and the bikes and the community organizations come together to be a part of that parade but for me again that's optional for me it's about connecting with family building those connections and connecting with nature too which is being on the lake feeling my feet against the the stones uh that meet the the beach of our of our lake house uh playing cards laughing enjoying good food together um and to be honest less about the patriotism less about the rah-rah I've come to really not enjoy fireworks lately and um so it's really just about the togetherness and the contrast, and here's where I'll talk about somatic indicators from my experience is right now, right? I'm sitting by myself, uh, awaiting for my partner to get home from a trip, and I am not lakeside at our beautiful serene cabin. I am on my couch inside in uh, the suburbs of Philadelphia, and within me there is this feeling of nostalgia or or loneliness or a void which viscerally feels like like a clenching of my throat um kind of an emptiness in my stomach and my eyes feel heavy and feel tired and emotionally how that's manifesting is a longing for connection and a longing for familiarity and doing something that I have done for pretty much 28 years of my life give or take a couple where I was abroad and it really brings about the opportunity for opportunity to reflect for me given that I am now in the stage where I am creating my own family and my own traditions and I am also coming to grasp what it means to be an American and how much of that label I truly identify with. 
right? And, and I say that with a tremendous amount of privilege given the freedoms that we have in our country, given the people that have, have fought for those freedoms. Um, and again, I also mourn for the lives lost, both American and indigenous individuals too, that originally occupied this land that we stole from them. <laughs> um, Pachamama, our mother earth, she belongs to us all. There is no taking or owning of her in my personal philosophy. There is giving back and there is sharing. And I was talking to someone about this the other day coming into like one of my favorite quotes is never grow up adulthood is a trap. And I come back to that often as someone I literally have in your child's spirit tattooed on my foot. I, yes, I am a very responsible adult, but I do long for, um, or long to be living in that careless, laissez-faire, joyous child spirit state, um, of being. And, I feel that the trickery in our maturation is that we begin to learn about all of the effed upness of our societies. And this isn't just in America. This is across the world. I um, read just this morning that there was a shooting at a Copenhagen mall. Um, and there had been a shooting in Norway recently. And Sydney, Australia is flooding. And, you know, headlines like climate crisis gets Sydney again and it's like this is what we will continue to see especially on the climate front and it brings about a lot of sadness right for me in my heart that is that is where I'm connected to to love and to hope and when I look at our Pachamama telling us hey guys like we've taken it a little bit too far it brings about a lot of sadness and despair and also like you know do I join the bad bandwagon and be present and live in that ignorantly blissful state or do I fight and go against the grain and and allow my inner activist to really be heard um because she's there she's just been she's been quiet lately and those are my own questions to answer and I'll let them be um in their question state for now without unfolding them as I believe that I still am unfolding them myself um but that might plant a seed for thought for you so I want to bring up another example of it happens a lot, a lot around holidays, specifically. We could say birthdays too, um, in any culture, because those are typically where coming together with family or loved ones or close friends is normalized. We typically take work off, right? This other piece of living in our society that has become a necessity for most and um and so when we don't experience a holiday or we experience a different holiday we tradition I mean 
we more than likely will feel that within our bodies. So this last Christmas holiday, again, we were supposed to go out north to visit my family in Idaho, but the day before, I tested positive for COVID. (laughs) So of course, we canceled all of our plans, and you know, at first I was just in shock, and luckily, my COVID symptoms were very, very mild. It was just more heavy emotional sadness. Um, My body felt anguish and anger inside. I had this like pit in my stomach that was just like, oh. And of course, my, my conditioned people pleaser was so upset that I couldn't spend the holidays with my family as I had planned and as I know they had planned for and um and there was some family a little bit of family clash there too even when I said hey we're not coming I have COVID and that that opens up a different can of worms but it's so interesting when we bring insight into other people's excitements and expectations and longings and when those aren't met we Arguably, everyone has a different reaction and different response. And I say that with a tremendous amount of love and to leave space for those differences as we are all conditioned in different ways um, based on innately who we are, based on how we were raised, and based on how we have become to exist or survive in this world and in our environment. So... I noticed back in December when this happened, a conditioned response for me was to like, quote, busify myself, which actually (laughs) makes me really, oh, just feel yucky to acknowledge that because that's a lot of the work I feel that I'm consciously trying to undo is like not step into avoidance in terms of doing and simply just be in the state of of being granted with COVID, it was a little bit interesting because I'm obviously here with my partner and our child. And so, you know, at this point we were like, we're all in it together. Um, but I do feel the need to isolate somewhat, which interestingly enough at that time, they didn't, neither of them ended up getting it, but I did isolate in my room. I wore my mask in our house and, um, and then I would get outside and I would walk like every morning and it was cold, it was blustery, um, but it was just an opportunity to get out of the house as I knew there wasn't going to be any getting out of the house in the next five to ten days. And um, interestingly, interestingly enough, too, this was right around the time where the CDC had changed um, the from the ten-day guidelines to the five-day guidelines, and so... Yeah, you know, we we likely could have flown out like five days later at the five-day point to Idaho, um, but the universe and Pachamama at that time was saying, uh, no, there were so many flight shortages um, due to short staffing and weather, and so for all intensive purposes, this is where we were meant to be during Christmas, and it, and it took about... I would say really four, five days for, for my body and my mind to come into this state of acceptance of like, this is where I am and what's in front of me is the most important to me. My, 
my partner and our child and even my best friend um, from undergrad had COVID at the time. So we invited her in (laughs) to our home to have a COVID Christmas together. And even the big, like, I'm not huge into the the glam of Christmas and and like the tradition and in terms of the religious meaning behind the holiday nor is my partner as he grew up not celebrating Christmas um and part of me really my inner child wants my kiddo to experience to an extent the joy of like waking up on Christmas morning and peeking at the tree and in your cozy jammies and the other part of me wants to gift my kiddo the gift of experiences and go on a trip every December so we are hoping to combine combine the two aspirations but this the initial content of this podcast somatic cueing and reflecting around tradition is now going to segue into um more like the thinking space and the mental existence and the mental groundwork that we lay down as we transition from being, you know, a child of our parents, our caregivers, which we always will be, right? But into a family of our own. And another conversation I was having with a couple friends the other day was about how tricky and challenging it feels to be an an adult child navigating boundaries and requests with your parent that is often still uh seeing you as a little child and and for I can imagine I have not experienced that yet but from their perspective it is challenging as well to see you in your own space and living your own life and to feel um a certain amount of replacement as well as you begin to adapt to different traditions with your partner's family um, or for your your immediate family and um, and that's where boundaries come in as well maybe one says no I will not be in this environment with these people or substances around that don't feel safe to me anymore so we will no longer be going to Christmas for example Um, This is hypothetically speaking. And I want to name how challenging that work is and how challenging, one, coming to the awareness and the knowing of like boundary setting for you and for your immediate family, and two, speaking those boundaries into existence And then the last part is bringing them into action, right? Saying, no, actually, we will not be at Christmas celebration this year, right? And then the fourth piece to that is the backlash that comes from our, the expectations and the longings of our family members. And I want you to know if you're listening to this and any of this resonates with you, Every person's emotions and responses and reactions are their own. They are not yours to hold. They are not yours to change. They are not yours to dampen. 
the most important thing is that we are taking care of ourselves with empathy, emotional intelligence, and consideration of others in mind, right? So I don't mean to say the most important thing is that we're taking care of ourselves from a completely selfish and exclusive frame of thinking. No, in fact, it's quite the opposite. It's important to take into consideration other people, places, environments, again, substances involved, etc., and take inventory in your mind, in your heart, in your body as to whether those feel safe, those feel in alignment, and those feel comfortable. And know that these things change too, right? So an example would be if you have a partner who's sober, who's not comfortable being around your big Irish Catholic family who drinks a lot, then maybe you set a boundary that says, you know, hey, we will come for early, right? Before the, like for two to three hours before the drinking and the drinking games really kick off. Or, you know, we will come in the morning where where the family isn't drinking a ton. Um, Again, this is just one example of many where you'll say, you know, nope, we're gonna, we're gonna stay put. And if that's one lesson or learning from the tumultuous COVID experience of many, and I know that we are still in it, it is that it's created a little bit more, I think, normalcy and forgiveness around taking back our agency, right? Taking back our power and saying, you know, nope, sorry, like we're not going to make it to your wedding because... You know, at first it was like, we don't feel safe, which is totally okay because most everyone felt that way. Or it could be, you know, we just had a kiddo and we're strapped for time and money, you know, and, and I've noticed really from a collective energy, energetic standpoint, most folks are, feel similarly and, um, and are, are okay with that and, I also leave space for those who aren't too, okay? Because in their own way and in many, some way, their emotions are valid, right? And their expectations that aren't being met are there for a reason. And I'm not saying they're good, bad, right, or wrong. Um, but what's important is that we get to the bottom of them and we we, we become to understand why it is they have the wants and the desires and the longings that they do and you know it's interesting it's like in a parent-child relationship for example there is a lot of I will say gray matter and the assumptions we make for one another and one another's experience and when the circle of life comes back around and you do experience parenthood it gives us a little bit more understanding again that's not in everyone's card and that's perfectly okay deck of cards and that's okay um but what I'm speaking to more so is the empathy that's important uh to take into consideration in the example I had given between a parent and a child and once we become to understand that our parents are people too and they were people before we came into their life and their identities 
likely shapeshifted a bit. That's, there's a lot to that, you know, there's a lot to that. And that's where, again, from the experiential standpoint, if you do experience parenthood yourself, we begin to understand on a deeper visceral somatic level of like, oh, yes, I can see you now and I can feel what you felt and not exactly, but, but similarly, um, Yeah, that's about all I have for you today. Okay, so a quick little recap. We talked about uh, somatic experiences when it comes to traditions or familiar uh, environments and how we can reflect um, when we experience something different, right? Or when we miss out on a holiday. For example, we talked about the mental processing Um, and shift when you shift from your birth family or um, your given family to your then immediate family or we could say chosen family and then three the complex nature of the relationship between parent and child did I know that all of that was going to come out in this episode no is that the beauty of leaning in organically and allowing things to flow as they will, things and thoughts to flow as they will. Yes, I hope that you all tracked me today and enjoyed this episode. As always, if you have any thoughts, feelings of resonance, questions, revelations, please shoot them through to me at soul to soul wellness LLC is my Instagram. It's S-O-L-E to S-O-U-L wellness. You can also find me on my website, soultosoulwellness.com. And boom, bada, bing. That is all. All right. I look forward to hearing from you. And I have some super exciting podcast guests that will be coming on this week. And we'll probably release those episodes next week. So stay tuned. And I'm sending you all a big energetic hug. All right. Bye.